episode 262. We are your hosts. I'm Jason. I'm Jason. I'm Jason. And <laughs> what? <laughs> also known as Ian. Okay. Yeah. Mind Grenade is a pop culture-based show that dives into TV, movies, music, comics, and a whole lot more. And actually, good work, by the way. That was excellent, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, I'm actually Hector. I just wanted to be Jason for <laughs> once. Um, somebody who really, really wants to be Jason all the time, he tells me how much he loves Jason. Oh, Matt, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our fourth co-host, and uh, he couldn't make it with us. Um, because for this obsessed, episode. just obsessed with me. We had to, yeah, we had to s- just leave him at the door because he was. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to show us his new Jason tattoo. Right. Um, so well, it, was, it looks a lot like a poop emoji for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why, yeah, it's got the googly eyes mm-hmm. and the, yeah. So um, we're going to get to it here. Uh, we've got a Mind Grenade music game set up that Jason's got ready to go yep. for us. And we'll uh, have that towards the end of the episode. But um, we're going to start out with some trending topics. And, uh, and then after trending topics, we'll get into uh, some... Uh, streaming recommendations and whatnot. So um, to start off, I wanted to, uh, this is very trendy and very topical right now, is uh, travel uh, discussions on the internet. Uh, Just recently, American Airlines just fucking, I guess they announced they're going to start canceling a bunch of flights in the next month this summer uh, because of uh, shortages with uh, staff and maintenance issue like stuff that they need to get caught up on maintenance wise i wonder if are they gonna like rebook those passengers on different flights because that would totally suck if you had a vacation plan mm-hmm. like, well sorry right. right what if you're in the middle of your vacation and then you're just like hey you're not gonna be able to make it home in time or or if you're trying to get to a wedding like a family member's yeah. wedding like your daughter's wedding or whatever and uh yeah it just doesn't sound like that fun. happened to me when we were over in uh thailand mm-hmm um, this is like pre before all shit went down mm-hmm. with COVID. Like they were like <clears throat> basically said you couldn't travel to China anymore. Mm-hmm. And our flight back was through China. So we're like, oh, fuck, you know, like what the hell do you do now? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So had to cancel that one, just kind of like eat the upfront cost, even though they'd reimburse you eventually. Yeah. And then book like a flight that now is like twice as expensive as it was before because you're yeah. going to get last minute everyone's trying to get on that fucking flight. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, well, I guess you just have to pay it. Wow. You're in another country. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's not like you're like in the Bahamas or some shit. No. Yeah. Or... We can just like paddle back. <laughs> that would be, um, pretty dangerous. Um, I, uh, you, and part of the reason I brought it up too is, uh, you've traveled, to uh, here state, straight, uh, stateside, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. California and Ohio recently. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we flew out to California um this is two separate trips but uh yeah i mean we southwest has always been my like go-to jason was saying last night yeah yeah. they're like i don't i feel like american airlines they're all their airplanes to me seem like they're still built from like the 1980s yeah they still have (laughs) they still have an ashtray yeah mm -hmm. they actually (laughs) prefer you to smoke on those flights with american (laughs) airlines don't smoke in the bathroom we've got ashtrays right here next to Mm, slide up your handle your seat yeah puff puff pass Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah Now that weed's legal, you can you know, well, hot it, box Does it, it depend on what state you're flying over at the yeah, time? Yeah, well, you have to put it out between states. Oh, right. we're going over this one. <laughs> you're like, oh, we're over out. Colorado. We're good. Oh, wait. Nope, we're not good anymore. Put it away. <laughs> that would actually be really funny. That's how that works. Mm-hmm. That would, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, a, a green light comes on. <laughs> oh, to yeah. To let you know. That's good. It's, like but a, it's just a seatbelt light, but yeah. it's like a marijuana symbol. Bing. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a it's a green smoke. cannabis leaf that yeah. lights up. Yeah, damn, yeah. this is this is good stuff. Mm-hmm. We yeah, should start our own airlines. Nice. But yeah. uh, what was it? The Soul Plane. I, I'm sure we're probably no, ripping Soul Plane. Off, yeah, ripping off a joke from that uh, movie. That was like Kevin Hart, like right before Kevin Hart became the Kevin mm-hmm. Hart we know now. Like it was right before. Um, where he's now some fucking giant superstar. Mm-hmm. I mean, he. I would say that he is an A-lister. No. Oh, fuck I mean, yeah, but that's what I'm yeah, saying. But he's yeah. been an A-lister for a while now. Yeah. Probably <clears throat> 15 years, something mm-hmm. like that. But he was in stuff before, before he became the A-lister we know now, mm-hmm. where he's not only a big movie star starring with The Rock and other people, but he's also one of the biggest uh, stand-up comedians as mm-hmm. well. Like, one of the like, biggest. Uh, yeah, I would agree. I mean, yeah. I would say he's like, currently top five yeah. in the standing yeah for sure 
Big online presence, yeah. yeah. Dude's just like, just naturally hilarious in any setting, really. Yeah. Have you watched that uh, uh, the Jerry Seinfeld show on Netflix, The Coffee and Cars? He's on. He's on one. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. And it's to what you're to your point. What you're saying is that that's just a natural conversation. He's not. He, he's not on stage. He's not uh, right. Right. He's uh, he he's just hanging out with Jerry, and he's fun. He's seems naturally funny. Um, he's not one one of those people that uh, has to write shit down and have a a set for his stand up. He's just always naturally funny. I'm sure he still writes for his shows, sure, but sure, sure. there are people like that that are just on the ball all the time with them. Yeah, he's oh. got a sharp mind for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Speaking of uh, comedians, there it was a Madison Square Garden just had a huge sold out show, and they had a guest appearance by. Um, Dave Chappelle, he always like pops up. He's ne- yeah, like, never fucking I heard about planned, this. But he'll just like show up, and I, I guess they're just like, yeah, fuck yeah, you can come on and you know do a yeah. set. Um, I, that's about all I've got. I didn't know like how long he performed okay. or what he, if he you know did a bit for like thirty minutes. It was just kind of like a quick thing. But yeah, it was. Uh, Who was the actual headliner? Oh man, I knew you were okay. asking that. I I, I was don't wondering if you knew anything about this. It was it was a band. It wasn't a another comedian. Right. Right. It was the. Foo Fighters, I think. Okay. And Dave Chappelle got on stage to sing a Radiohead song. Oh. Creep, which I think he's done before in other settings. I might be wrong about okay. the the band Foo Fighters. I'm 98% sure about Foo Fighters. I'm 100% sure about So Creep. he didn't even do a comedy bit he sang? That's, that's interesting. This is, uh, yeah. And uh, wow. I was like, fuck yeah. Does he have know. a good singing voice? I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't stop to listen to it. I, I'm sure. That's when you know that you've made it is that you can just get up on someone else's show, sing a song that's not even like related to your field of expertise. Yeah. And people still love it. Yeah. Not even be a singer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would get booed off if I did that. If I should, jumped you, up on that stage, they would probably <laughs> punch me and take me to jail. Well, that's what I'm wondering that his voice is probably not horrible, but it's probably not good either. But yeah. he's Dave Chappelle and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it was Foo Fighters. Yeah. It's like giving you know Michael uh, Jordan the you know ticket to play baseball. It's yeah, pretty, it's like know, well, it's Michael Jordan, you need he's not a one. complete buffoon at yeah. playing baseball, but he's also not that you know. So yeah, I, I did hear about that. It's pretty awesome. Uh, Dave Chappelle's one of these guys that uh, I before we get on the mic, I was talking about doing stuff when you know you can get away with it, just because you're good at whatever your particular job is. Dave Chappelle will smoke on stage anywhere on SNL. On just uh, he ended up getting an award for um, the uh, oh, damn it uh, some kind of like literary award that he gave him, uh, and it was at some prestigious theater like balconies and shit. Oh. <laughs> and he was the only one on stage like he would just smoke on stage. No, who's gonna fucking stop him? Right. Like what? Some the, the manager of the fucking right, building you can't light up a cigarette. Yeah, and then he just leaves and the it party's almost, over. It would almost be cooler if they did tell him to not smoke because he would still smoke. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's waiting. I'm sure yeah. he's waiting for somebody to be like, "Hey, dude," mm-hmm. and he'd have. He have I'm, I'm sure he has a a huge list of like comebacks of like mm-hmm. things to say if he gets confronted with it. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Is that a douchey thing? I mean, he's kind of earned it. He's kind of. I yeah, I mean, it fits his persona. You yeah. you could argue it either way, I think. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Jason. Yeah. Like, I mean, yes. it's definitely entitled. Yeah, it's, you know? it's, yes, I see that. But it'd be like telling Frank Sinatra he can't smoke in church, you know? Like, yeah. he's probably still going to fucking do it. Yeah. And he's going to look badass doing it. <laughs> see, that's the thing. It's like <laughs> the risk to look badass is, I don't know, I guess it's, right. it's up to you to choose whether or not you want to up with that but mm, i guess your question is is would dave Chappelle get in trouble for smoking in the lavatory of an airplane oh for sure yeah yeah <laughs> i think that's probably that's, the uh, one. that's a little too far yeah. going too far yeah So uh, this is one of my favorite parts of the podcast. It's crossing the streams. I need to get a little. I did look up on YouTube the little segment on Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters, where they're debating on what how to defeat uh, uh, the marshmallow, Stay Puft marshmallow, marshmallow Man, and they they Egon's like, yeah, 
we should cross his dreams. And then uh, Bill Murray's character is like, wait a minute, you told us we couldn't do that. So I'm wondering if I can get like a little snippet of that and add like a little, some music oh, or something. Oh, yeah. No, a little bumper yeah, to, to kind of intro the segment of our podcast, which is mm. Crossing the Streams, which is where we um, bring our recommendations, uh, anything streaming, anything on, from Netflix, anything from Hulu, anything uh, anything you can get off the internet streaming or downloaded. downloaded. So this includes comic books as well. Um I'll, yeah. I'll see if I can find some clips for you too, because that's a good idea. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Jason, do you have anything? To- I have something that's not even out yet. That okay. just—it's just something funny that happened to this. There's this NBC uh, show. I think it's going to be like a game show type thing, but it's called the Ultimate Slip and Slide. So this thing's been in production. They're going to come out with it. Did you hear what happened? Oh my Ian? god! Yeah, <clears throat> I knew that. I knew you would bring this up. This is something that I actually <laughs> thought about, and I was like. Jason's going to fucking bring this up. <laughs> it's like if Jason sees that, he's going to bring it up. Oh, yeah. So they were in like their last week, getting ready to go to their last week of shooting, right, for this show. And uh, <laughs> then a bunch of the crew and stuff, up to 40 people, they said, just started having explosive diarrhea on the set and stuff. And then people where, were like, was this in the United it, States or in Japan? Yeah, I think it was. Where exactly? Where I can't remember where this is. It's on some sort of like ranch or something where i can't remember where they were filming but okay. um they uh yeah they, they uh so they're like only can you imagine there's only like porta like where they were at they were saying there's only like porta potties out there like people were rushing to the porta potties and stuff mm-hmm. and trying to make it and stuff it was uh some sort of water contamination they had to test the waters in the slide the water in the pools all this stuff and they finally found like an intestinal parasite but Wow. Now they're now they're Ugh. trying to figure out yeah <laughs> terrible so um now they're trying to figure out what they're going to do like did how to try to go back and finish season? this thing what did they scrap it they well i think they're going to have to move like location which is <laughs> yeah. like i think this is like a kind of a big deal if you've set up all these slides and stuff i guess i don't know what they're going to do <laughs> but they literally only had a, a week left when everybody started I wonder if they have like when the whole thing went to shit. (laughs) (laughs) What a shit show! I wonder if they Uh, have like cut scenes where like people going on these slip and slides, you see like brown coming out as they like traverse it down. Like when it's when it's beginning, when the when you first you're you're in that crowd and you're like, oh snap, oh man, you hear your gut gurgling and stuff like that. You're like, oh, but you're like, for you, it's an emergency, right? You're like, oh man, I need to get somewhere. But when you when when you realize it's everyone, that seems more of like a panic situation because mm-hmm. there's going to be races to the be- to the bathroom. and <laughs> Oh, my God. And the fact these people are sliding like oh, this. Yeah. <laughs> there's just so many visuals and jokes you can do here. But, I mean, I feel bad for those people. But it was in California, it says, the set was. Okay. Uh, Giardia? Giardia mm-hmm, yeah. is an yeah. outbreak of, I've never heard of Giardia. Giardia, yeah, Giardia. it's a microscopic parasite. It's treatable, like, but... <laughs> would you would you risk it? Would you just if you like there's only like four porta potties <laughs> like lines up there? Would you just take the path of least resistance? Oh man, I'd go run somewhere into the woods, something. Yeah. But that's the thing is you're it's a race against time. Like mm-hmm. you need to. You be, we've all been oh, in yeah. that situation where you're out in traffic, oh, you're trying sure. to get home, and you it's like a photo finish. You make it just in time. You're like hovering somehow magically. Yeah, hovering everybody knows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows. Uh, but yeah, but it's this this story is it's not just you, it's everyone. It's like a it's almost like a step before it's the step a step be, uh um there's a zombie uh, zombie outbreak, but then this is like the step prior to that. Like that that would be your your worst nightmare. Um, next, you know, right behind a zombie outbreak. Sure, it's like one of those Thanksgiving sales where everybody's like trying to get to the whatever yeah. toy that's hot. It's like everybody's trying to get to the porta potty, like yeah. pushing each other down and Slip. trying to get to the porta potty. Yeah, slipping, <laughs> slipping. Oh man. Oh, dude. Speaking slippage. Speaking of uh, of I guess diarrhea. Do you guys remember <laughs> the scene in um, oh, it's a Vince Vaughn movie with Owen Wilson. And they put, like, one of the members puts Visine and the other one's drink, and it causes them to have Is it Wedding Crashers? Yeah, it was, yes. Wedding Crashers. I don't know how I got that. That was was good. That was good. But, um, so I didn't know this, but I was reading somebody had poisoned somebody else with Visine, and it killed them. Like, I guess it's deadly. Okay. So, so like, even, like, it's been, like, in, in popular culture like oh it's gonna cause you have diarrhea yeah but i guess it's so strong yeah without um 
whatever it, I guess it takes uh, it right out of your eyes and must like constrict your blood right. vessels so or something. May, maybe too much <clears throat> of it digested. I looked it online and it's okay. just like straight up like poisonous okay, at high, high levels. I yeah. mean, you guys are medical professionals and um, I'm kind of a novice. Uh, you're putting it into your body through your eyes in the first place, I guess. It's just like such a small amount. Okay, yeah, yeah. You get yeah. like a big squirt in your drink. I was yeah. like, man, I didn't realize that, that that was that dangerous. Like just something so, you know. Innocuous. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, something typically topical if you, yeah. I don't know, yeah. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. And that's, yeah. uh, that's uh, nuts. Uh, not to be Somebody, fucked around with. Right, right, right. Um, speaking of Owen Wilson, mm-hmm. uh, we talk a little with Loki. What do you think, Jason? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing... We'll get into the two episodes we've watched so far, but one thing I discovered was that the uh, showrunner is uh, a guy named Michael Waldron, who um, used to be a writer for Rick and Morty, which is uh, one of my favorite shows, but he's also going to be writing the Multiverse of Madness, the Doctor Strange movie that Sam Raimi's directing, which is which is good because that's where it seems that this is leading to, is to that movie and the multiverse. Well, I mean, it's in the title, The Multiverse of Madness, and they're already dealing with that in this TV show. Um, so Loki is on Disney+. Plus. We've got two episodes so far as of uh, this recording. Um, I'm re- we're recording this on the 22nd of June. Um, I'm really fucking enjoying the two. I-, I watch them as soon as they drop when I get off work that morning. Um, Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston are a great... Like, combo, like, they play off really well uh, off each other, which I didn't expect because I'd never seen them in a, this the first uh, interactions I've seen the two actors in before. I don't think they've worked together before. But it's a great little um, uh, little duo there. Sure, sure, yeah. Because um, yeah. we've seen Tom Middleston with Chris Hemsworth and yep. other people, but uh, this, this little combination... And we've praised Marvel before for their casting, but uh, this is really good casting, I thought. Yeah, I agree. I, I didn't, <clears throat> I'm going to be honest, like, I didn't know what to think when I saw Owen Wilson in the show, and I'm like, huh. But now, now I'm like, yeah, okay, yep, that's exactly, yeah, he's he's it, he's the character. Were we talking off air, Ian, where you, you were saying, like, uh, Owen Wilson by himself? Eh, not so much, but when you pair yeah. him up against uh, Jackie Chan or, or uh, Vince Vaughn, mm-hmm. then it really... Yeah, he's he really is good. good. He is good playing off of other actors. Other and actor, stuff like yeah. That, yeah. I, I don't say he's a, a super strong main, like, yeah, leading, mm-hmm. leading, man, leading but, role. But he's great, great. You know, as kind of like supporting. And and in this, he's one of the best parts of the show. I think. Yeah, I would agree because yeah, he's funny. He's kind of you know, be lighthearted. He's pretty quick witted, yeah, relatable. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this show, uh, it's I, I remember trying to explain the the logistics of where the show starts to Ian the other day. Without, I was like, okay, so in Endgame, when the Avengers travel back to uh, 2012, where they uh, were saving New York from the alien invasion, yeah, um, uh, they show up to grab the um, uh, Infinity Stones that are there in New York at the time. That's the scene in Endgame when Ant-Man salutes Captain America's ass, or America's ass. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's that same little part of that movie. And something happens where they drop the Tesseract, which is the blue cube. Uh, the heroes drop it, but Loki, who's in shackles, ready to be taken away, taken away to Asgard. Uh, during the commotion and the confusion, he grabs the Tesseract and then just bolts out of there. He disappears, disappears into a yeah. portal. And, um, so that Loki doesn't go on to be in, in Thor 2. He doesn't go on to be in Thor Ragnarok. He doesn't show up in, uh, Infinity War where he ends up dying at the hands of Thanos. That, he doesn't go to do all that shit. <clears throat> right. He veers off the he timeline. He veers off yeah. the timeline. He becomes a, what they call a variant. Correct. Yeah. And, uh, there's the organization that Owen Wilson, um, works for is the time variance authority i think it's what it yeah, is the tva yep uh and they're in charge of like keeping the timeline the one timeline that the mcu is on the sacred timeline is what they call it yep they try to keep that pure and they will fucking kill off the variants the people who um are risking a, a, a multiverse of just like a rampant fucking timeline just going off and 
they do a little bit of an origin story in that first episode where they they explain in a like in a cartoon like a little uh, old 50s kind of like right yeah um uh what do they call those uh like an educational piece almost yes, i love those right yeah. and uh they're like okay back at the beginning of all time or or back however millennia ago whatever there was multiverses warring against each other and eventually the time lords or some these three figures that you never see in the show you just hear about them um came and just like pruned off all like just combined all the timelines into one sacred one and that's what they're currently trying to preserve and uh so they have to take out this loki because he's a variant but the 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 um the point of the show is that there's a loki that's a variant that's going off and killing um some of the time variant like agents right yeah yeah and uh so Owen Wilson um, takes the opportunity of taking our Loki or this Loki that escaped uh, the, you know, going on to be uh, the Loki that we know. Yeah. They they ha- uh, Owen Wilson is going to use that Loki, the main Loki that we were following in this TV show, to help find this rogue Loki that's off uh, killing people from the Time Variance Authority. I think that's, I mean... Did I leave anything out? Or? Uh, that that rogue Loki is also stealing those. They have those uh, re- time reset okay. bombs. Yeah. There's that rogue Loki stealing those that they yeah. use to like when they go to try to fix a timeline. They can hit the this little bomb thing that resets yeah. the timeline. Like it prunes off yeah. that possible timeline. So that, this rogue Loki has been stealing those at yeah. the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like time travel shit when it's done. Uh, we were talking about it the other day, uh, and I brought up a movie that I blown away that ian even knew about just because i never run into anybody who fucking hears about these movies a movie called primer and it's like the most like just clinical just straightforward time travel movie that i've ever seen but it's not a fun movie like back to the future or bill and ted's or any you know or avengers endgame uh my what i've come to the conclusion is that uh you you can't make a time travel movie or TV show that's fun to watch unless it's doesn't take it so seriously the time travel stuff. And you brought it up the other night, yep. Ian, where it's like they 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 need to make up your rules for your time travel, but then stick to it as best as you as best you can, and uh, then we can have fun with it. Yeah. It's a fantasy. As thing. long as you're not breaking sure. your own rules, then people then people are like, hey, wait a second, you yeah. did this, and then so and so, and you can't right. do that. That doesn't make sense. But, and what's the point? Yeah. Right. But this is. Um, I was reading an article, kind of online, how they're going to kind of str- like they think they're going to string some of these different characters mm-hmm. and kind of plot lines together from the different movies because it's getting a little bit messy. Yeah. Now with you know mutants now being part of it. Um, or they're going to get introduced eventually. Right, exactly. How do you bring all that Mm -hmm. together? And I think Mm -hmm. the the timelines is how you do it, but it it does get convoluted, but I think I'm just going to go for the ride and enjoy it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, try and think too heavy into the possibility of how these all interlink. I think, I think that was, that's how I approached Endgame. There's time Mm -hmm. travel in there, but if you, if you start really like getting in there and, and, you know, and, start thinking about actual physics, then it'll all break down and you're not going to have fun watching that movie. Um, But uh, give me some more of your thoughts, Jason, on on this TV series. What compared to the other Disney plus Marvel shows, what are your, I mean, it's, I I, I like it better than uh, Falcon and the winter soldier. Mm -hmm. It, it doesn't have the, the action, but it has, I just enjoy the storyline a little more. Um, The, there's a lot more character, like dynamics and stuff going yeah, on. I agree. Um, and more than just an, uh, an action based plot. So. Right. Yeah. My, the, the way I've been telling people is that I enjoyed Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but there's no takeaway. And I realized that this show is just getting started. So, but I already feel like there's repercussions that are going to be like the second episode, especially at the end, the cliffhanger right there. Sure. Like you're like, holy shit. Like this is only the second episode and they're going that far already. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed WandaVision and I felt like there was more of a takeaway there than, uh, and plus it was super creative that WandaVision, mm-hmm. like they were really swinging for the fences. Um, the, uh, this one seems like it's going to, 
there there's the the first episode was they they really they they go back and and use some of the older movies like the stuff that happened so there's a scene where this loki gets to see what his life was going to be if he hadn't veered off so they show pictures of his like in thor 2 where his mom died he was close with his mom they show uh uh they show when he dies at Thanos's hand, like, and mm-hmm. he has a really hard, like, you can see it in his face. He's like, you know, this Loki is the one that just lost the battle of New York where he was going to take, you know, he's had his, his alien army and he was going to be uh, the, the, the God King or whatever he had his, you know, but then he sees that none of that shit ever happens. He dies at the hands of Thanos at the end, all his like, you know, conniving and yeah, and and, and, and his goals, yeah, yeah. No, that's just not gonna matter, fucking happen. Yeah. He's gonna keep fumbling and fumbling, and then he just fucking dies at the end. So it really like puts him like puts his life in perspective, like what he thinks about himself and this and that. And uh, I was like, man, that's I was deep. Like, no, well, and and also that Thor two movie for being we we ranked what we thought about the MCU, and that one's on most people's list at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And but it's they've used, they've gone back and used that to for other stories like they use it in Endgame. They go back to that movie in Endgame where uh, Thor and Rocket go back to get the uh ether or whatever that fucking that weird blobby infinity stone, the one that's all liquid yeah, uh, yeah. but then it turns on uh and then Thor gets to see his mom before she dies. And he gets Mjolnir, the Mjolnir that's in that timeline. So even though it's one of the shittier movies or lesser, not shittier, but like uh, lesser liked movies in the MCU. And they have to know the people, Kevin Feige and all those guys sure, have sure. to know that's not people's favorite mm-hmm. MCU movie. Uh, but they go back and fucking use like they, they, they. They use it to great effect. They use it to great effect in this Loki show. Yeah, they're repurposing it. For, yeah, for like plot. that's yeah. awesome. They yeah. they could just like they could have just been. Oh, we don't ever want to talk about that movie. But no, they're like, fuck. We put money into that movie. Mm-hmm. It's not horrible. It's not the best one. So th- I like that they go back and just so keep... you can draw some good stuff. Yes, why not? Yeah, for sure. Um, what else? Uh, there's uh, a crazy little and um. Uh, we should have put a little spoiler in front of this. I'll, I'll think of something. Uh, we really haven't run. I don't know, but I have a feeling we're much. about to. Yeah, I, think, I mean, we've we've given away a lot of the plot that the show just. It, it depends, I guess. You're yeah, I'll, I'll hold back on what I was about to say in that second episode. There's like a, the the main Loki realizes what the, the 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 rogue Loki. Well, how they're hiding. Oh. And well, I, we could put a spoiler in it right now, and then we can talk yeah, about it. Yeah, okay, so, um, and then we're probably not going to talk more about this. We'll move on to our music game or, or talk about other stuff you guys want to recommend. Um, uh, so, spoiler alert for the second episode of Loki, um, and I'll, I'll ease into it a little bit. So, um, yeah, um, the Time Variance Authority with Owen Wilson, they know it's Loki, the one that they're dealing with, the main mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. So they they're they're trying. They're like, okay, he's lying to us now, or is he lying to us now? Or it seems like he's turned around. And uh, but there's a there's an in- and he is still conniving, but he's also like struggling with you know with the right thing to do, or should I even right. fucking help? Or and who are these time variant or the uh, the time lord? These time lord people, like you can tell at the back of his mind, he wants to usurp. The Time Lords, like yeah, yeah, he's also obsessed with the power that these Time yes. Lords have, and he wants a piece of that. Yeah, because well, so. he realizes right away, and that wherever he's at, in that dimension, whatever like little pocket dimension they're in, the Time Variance Authority, that Infinity Stones are worthless. Mm-hmm. So he realizes is like, wait a minute, and the regular universe, the times, the uh, Infinity Stones are super powerful; they can rewrite reality. Where he's at with the Time Variance Authority, this whatever little pocket um, dimension, those Infinity Stones are worthless. So he's like, holy shit, this is real power. power Yeah. So he's like, there's real power here if if here makes Infinity Stones worthless. Um, So uh, he figures out um, that the Loki that they're after uh, is hiding in apocalypses. So he comes up, he's like, Ragnarok, that they're, 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 
the, this rogue Loki's hiding because there this rogue Loki is time traveling to different areas and if he hides somewhere where there's going to be complete destruction where no one's going to survive then there's no chance of like making like branches in the timeline right right so it's a safe spot to hide where the time variance authority is probably not going to look right is that the concept yeah yeah that whatever that loki does isn't going to cause a branch in the timeline because what whatever's going on is basically going to get destroyed by that event so it's going to get covered up yeah so once it's even if you started to branch it's coming right back and resetting because nothing's like nothing's surviving that event so yeah like one the one of the places they go to is yeah pompeii yeah which is a fucking great scene (laughs) to try to find yeah to try to find yeah it it does look kind of a like a stage kind of you know with some cgi in the background but the performance was fucking excellent where he's like loki's like oh he's so proud of himself that he figured he, he thinks he's figured out what this other loki's up to and he's like, oh, you know, like he, he starts uh, yelling out to the fucking townsfolk. He's like, oh, nothing fucking matters. He starts speaking their language, whatever they speak in Pompeii at the time. He's like, oh, nothing matters. We're all going to die and blah, blah, blah. And just start and like uh, it was a pretty good performance. It's just silly and over the top. But just let someone's goats that are caged up go. Yeah. No he's just <laughs> making a scene, essentially. And uh, uh there, there's a lot of jumping around in, in time. Like they, like I think the second episode starts out in 1985, but at a at a um, Renaissance fair. So yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right at first you you think it's an old timey like era, but it's really it's really 1985. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, great show so far. Um, I'm uh, I'm hoping it does create like I, my uh, imagination goes wild with what they can do with with the timelines and stuff and how they can possibly bring in, I'm thinking this, this is the road to bringing the fantastic four and the mutants into the Marvel universe where it can make sense. Cause the whole mutant things, the whole, I'm sorry, the whole mutant thing is that they've been around for a long time and you've got characters like Magneto who his origin is in world war two and the Holocaust and whatnot. And it's like people had to have heard about that, uh, in the MCU, but so far in the MCU we've seen, there has been no mention of mutants anywhere or the fantastic four, our heroes, Tony Stark and Steve Rogers, somebody Ant-Man, they would have heard or not Ant-Man, but uh, uh, the old Ant-Man, the original Ant-Man, they would have heard about these characters or something. So I think with the fuckery going on with the timeline and multiverse of madness and all this stuff, they're going to be able to fold in, some of these characters that have probably been around for, you know, decades and whatnot. Right. And for it to make sense within the MCU. I, I could be at, completely off. I but. think you're right. I think it'll tie in, too, with Spider-Man t- as well. Yeah. You know, because a big cliffhanger at the end of Spider-Man. Yeah. And revealing. Yeah, yeah. They did mess. They did talk about right. uh, multi-alternate uh, universes and stuff in that second. Uh, and then they can bring in, cool, we had uh, Into the Spider-Verse, which that was the main was, premise yeah, of that. Yeah. And that was a great story. Uh, so it seems like that's where they so might be going. I'm curious when they're fully going to, because they have to soon because the, the overarching Thanos villain for, yeah. for the upcoming MCU holds next series mm-hmm. has not fully really been real at all yet. Yeah. And they, they need to revealed. start because he's not a well-known yeah. character. Right. I only knew about him from you kind yeah. of mentioning it and then reading a little bit myself. Yeah. Um, so that they'll need to start introducing him soon to yeah. kind of build, the hype they did. Yeah. I don't think people knew Thanos that much before right. anyway. They so needed they to build it build up. Him up. Yeah. And he even changed yeah. between, right. you know, a the couple 10 years that it, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, Kang is the one character that's a old school Avengers character that they haven't even mentioned. And he's all, he's like a time like character. Like he fucks, he's like, like I told you guys before, he, he's like 20 steps ahead of the uh, heroes at all times because he's a time traveler. And there's like different versions of them throughout time and stuff. Like it's, it gets crazy. Um, they've already cast the actor. The actor, I, I'm pretty sure it's the actor that was in um, Lovecraft Country, the African American lead okay. in that. I, th- I think I think that's who I think that's who they cast as um, as Kang, and he's going to be in Ant Man three. Okay. And uh, I I could be wrong, but that's a big fucking villain in the comics. 
that that's not one of the ones we you know. Yeah. I mean, Jonathan yeah. Majors was cast as Kang. Yeah, yeah. So he could be the big bad, and the overarching starting to go forward. Yeah. Now. Okay. Um. Uh, so uh, can we can we talk about the end of episode two? Is that the with the uh, where they go to the future the apocalypse where they yeah 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 let's do it um so i i like how where they find this variant loki is actually instead of picking another past one we go to the future Mm -hmm. to alabama right it's in alabama 2050 yeah Mm -hmm. to uh that's where the like finding this variant loki and uh (laughs) then we end up finding out that this variant loki is actually uh well, what seems to be Lady Loki, yeah, Lady from the Loki. comics, yeah, yeah. But there's evidence that it may not just be Lady Loki. Yeah, it could with, be somebody else. Yeah. Where in the credits it talks calls her Sylvie, and then I even think there's merchandise now that refer to her as Sylvie as well. So, yeah. and then Sylvie, and then Hector can correct me if I get this wrong, but Sylvie is just a human being that was given powers by Loki, right? When they did the the Asgard over, was it like what? Oklahoma or something like that when they yeah. build the new Asgard mm-hmm. right, right, right. Loki just gives this girl named Sylvie powers just okay. for fun okay to mess with people so yeah. that, that's I, that's definitely one theory yeah and it's it's has precedent in the book yeah so it's I'm looking forward to seeing what's, what's, what's um, happening there's a there's another uh, a theory too where like because there was a lady Loki so they can go with that right right but yep. they can also go with that theory there's another one where because she she starts um um possessing people and using them as like avatars for her and so she starts beating yep. up uh our loki uh using being inside the body of uh, these other like civilians or whatnot and uh she kind of enchants them she like touches somebody on a temple and then suddenly their eyes go green and then she, and there's a character from asgard called the enchantress or maybe not from Asgard, but in the Thor comics. Yes, yeah. And yeah. that's another possibility too. But just her. But okay. it could also just be Lady Loki, which is fine too. Because if 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 these are Lokis from different time um, timelines or whatever, it's a possible that sure they can make Lady Loki and Sylvie the same enchantress from like uh, the one you're talking about. Is this the same one from Suicide? No, no that's, that's DC. Yeah, DC okay. Comics. But uh, yeah, they, I didn't know. Yeah, those. they're the same name, but uh, different um, different uh, characters. Different Man, they universe. steal from each other so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Coke and Pepsi, essentially. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, and uh, that reveal with the Lady Loki, and then what she does at the end there where she just sets off this... It is a huge cliffhanger that I wasn't expecting, but she sets off essentially what could be the multiverse now. I mean, this third episode can drop and then that could just been a dream or whatever. They could just fucking like throw that out the window. But it seems like she just completely opened up the multiverse. Uh, But we'll have to see. So um, uh, before we move on to the music game, is there anything else you guys wanted to... um, I did want to um, shout out to some more of Taika Waititi's stuff that he's got yeah, coming dude. up. We got Blackbeard. Uh, it's still a ways away. I didn't know if you guys have heard about this. This is one that he is, um, you know, he's coming to direct it. He's in some of it as well. Let me kind of pull up here real yeah. quick. So it's pulling a lot of staff, or not staff, but uh, a lot of members from Game of Thrones as well. Um, but it's a pirate comedy. Um, it's called Our Flag Means Death, <laughs> starring Taika Waititi as Blackbeard. Um, so the Hodor from it, it's going to be in here. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a Nathan Food, Samantha Kayo, and Corey Kiner are also in there. But it's just kind of like a, another HBO Max pirate comedy was announced last year with uh, TD is the kind of he's directing the pilot and starring in it. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it's it's kind of based on a real life pirate where this kind of rich nobleman Steed Bonnet who gives up his whole world of privileged life to become a pirate in the 18th century. Okay, so okay. I'm sure it'll yeah. be quite humorous. All I had to say was Taika Waititi. Right. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> I just finished. Uh, the second season of What We Do in the Shadows, and I'm really looking forward. The, the The third season drops in September, so I'm really excited for that. But yeah, I just finished the the, the final episode of the second season, and just I, I mentioned this on the last recording I did that uh, there's a couple of shows I just finished up first seasons, and then I won't be picking up second seasons for. Mm-hmm. But this What We Do in the Shadows is definitely one that I'm going to pick up and 
and watch some more of. Um, Are you familiar? There's another one that he's done, but this one's in New Zealand. It's called the uh, Wellington Paranormal. That sounds kind of familiar. So they, they're just doing a new season. I guess it has three seasons already, but I, I don't think it's... We must have to find it elsewhere. It's oh, not something probably, that, yeah. Right. Okay. Like, um, like BBC in England, but in, this is in Australia, or New Zealand, yeah. Right, right. But it's similar kind of his you know comedy style yeah. to what we do in the shadows. I wonder how far back... Yeah. yeah, I don't know how many years yeah. this was, but it's basically like a, like a police force. It kind of reminds me of like Hot Fuzz style. Yeah, okay. Where it's kind of silly. Or Reno 911. Right, yeah. yeah. And they're just like solving crimes from yeah. the paranormal, but in kind of funny, weird mm-hmm. ways in his mm-hmm. comedy style. And I was like, oh, and, and watching the, if you had a chance, watch the preview of the trailer that just came out. It looks amusing. I mean, it definitely looks pretty funny. Yeah, he's, he's always and great. And it's kind of cool to see, you know, because it's, New Zealand, so it's not British humor, but it's similar. Yeah. So it's just a whole different kind of take yeah. on it. So it's not, it's nice to see not American right. humor, but still it will, relevant. The the movies of his that I've watched, that Jojo Rabbit was excellent, and I know that's not entirely New Zealand because he has some British actors in there for sure, but or in, and American actors, but hmm. um, the the Hunt for the Wilder People that was more like. Film the New Zealand yeah, with yeah. New Zealand actors, and I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. For, that was good. Um, Jason Sweet Tooth, do you want to talk about that at all? Uh, just that Matt talked about a lot about it, but I watched it based on Matt's recommendation, and the show is excellent. So Sweet. I will okay. now back. I've seen the whole first season now. Once I watched it, I got hooked on it. Does a great job mixing up like apocalyptic, yeah, uh, post outbreak with um, following like the charm of following a child and yeah. their hope and everything. It, does a great job of blending those two themes yeah. into the same world, and it's 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 well done. It's um, well done. So I haven't watched the show, but I started reading the comic, and it's a comic from Vertigo. Uh, Vertigo is like a mature reader's imprint within DC. I don't think it's around anymore. Vertigo was like in the 90s and the 2000s. And uh, Jeff Lemire, who's the creator of Sweet Tooth, he's also he's the writer and the artist on it. And um, I'm reading it, and um, I was like, the show from the little bits I've seen seems lighter, like a lighthearted kind of more approach to a lighter approach to the, the apocalypse than what I thought. And then I'm reading the book and the book's darker. Um, the But it has those sweet moments in it. Um, or, 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 right. like, or like the, the main character is really... I don't know, um, just um, sweet. I'm trying to use it. I'm trying to find another <laughs> yeah. word. The, the, sh- the show has violence in it, but it, it doesn't. It doesn't ever try to like it, it. It. I don't know if it's. It doesn't avoid like you feel like you're avoiding like blood yeah. and, gore right. and stuff like that. But it, it it doesn't go out of its way to provide yeah. that to the mm. show because the way they do the show, it doesn't really do anything for it. So okay, but so there's violence, but you're you're not getting this. Um, it's not The Walking Dead where yes, somebody's exactly. face gets bashed in. Um, I read the first. I, I'm gonna keep. I, I read the first five issues, which is the first story arc, which is like him leaving his farm or wherever. I don't. I don't know if the show is gonna show this part of it or if if it's part of the show, but it's his dad dying off his real dad i guess and then he him getting take like him and some person that shows up to take him to this preserve and it is it is darker but with those sweet moments and i'll try to find a different word another synonym for sweet but um so i i was like man am i fucking reading am i reading the same fucking show is this the is this the comic book that the show's based off so i read i read and i I don't know why I was questioning myself. It's the, I know it's the same show and the same comic, but um, the description on Wikipedia was Mad Max meets Bambi is what this is. And I was like, okay, that makes sense for the comic book. Um, and then I read more, and he, he, Jeff Lemire, the creator, was saying that when he was writing the comic, it wasn't like now where every like all apocalypses are grim, like because that, that's the popular way to do. It. Like, right? Uh, if if, uh, if there's a TV show about zombies, 
then they're all probably going to look like The Walking Dead only because that's what we assume a zombie, apoc- a zombie apocalypse is going to be like. It's just all grim and just dark. But this isn't a zombie apocalypse. This is something else. This right. is a... Uh, there's some kind of disease that killed off a bunch yeah, of people. There's a, there's a virus. Yeah. But then also at the same time, these um, human Hi- hi- hybrids, hybrids are being with born. animals. Yeah. yeah. And uh, our main character has horns like a deer. Um, so, but he wanted to, Jeff Lemire, when the show got picked up and they were working on the show, he was like, well, everybody's doing this version of the apocalypse. We're going to take a, diff- a, a different twist on it. It's even refreshing though, to see something different yeah. and not just so dark yeah. and grim. Right. But, uh, I mean. It's got a 98% around tomatoes. Yeah, it's doing pretty good. And and, yeah. and like I, when Matt brought it up on the show, I was telling, I was saying, yeah, like the comic book had been talked about like and revered for years before the show got picked up. So I, I remember mm-hmm. uh, hearing about it and having that same reaction we have. We're like, really? You, you're, Matt, you're raving about this? This looks yeah. silly as hell. Yeah, The pictures but, look ridiculous. Like yeah, a kid look, with just like deer horns. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're just like, can they really pull this off to put this all together? These all these concepts and, and themes and stuff. And then you, I haven't read the comic yet, but you, no. I watch it. I'm like, yep. Yeah, they sure it's, do it's pull like it a, off. Yeah, it's a smooth narrative. Like yeah. it just moves along, and you you keep interested, and you keep. I remember reading that first issue, and as soon as I read the first issue, I had to read the second issue, and then I kept going, and yeah. Hmm. So um, yeah, Sweet Tooth, um, either on Netflix or uh, on Vertigo Comics. I I, I got it on Comicsology, the uh, digital comics. Uh, I'll take thirty seconds to squeeze a, a video game in here, Metroid yeah. Dread. Is coming hmm. out in uh, I think October, but this this game it's this the reason I want to bring it up this game has been in development for 19 years I think Whoa. so it's like or something like that it's a sequel to the last Metroid side scroller which was Metroid Fusion from 2002. Damn. So, but there's a you if you, there's a trailer you can watch it on YouTube and stuff. It's a side scroller, but it looks pretty damn cool. Yeah, I like that they still make side scrollers. Yeah. Uh, was this one that you'll pick up? Or are you a fan of the series? We probably will. Yeah, and and not because of me, because my wife loves side scrolling yeah. Metroid. She's super excited about this game. So. What uh, what is it dropping? Is this on Nintendo? Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Okay. Nintendo sixty nine. <laughs> they got a lot of like Nintendo Switch. I was looking at all of their ge- upcoming games and feature games. Yeah. They have a lot of shit coming out. Yeah. It's it's nuts. They have quite the pipeline. I mean, that's... It, it blows my mind that they don't make more movies based on Nintendo games. Like, it's Especially fucking crazy. Especially how popular and good the first um, Mario, Mario game. Yeah, yeah, I know, right. Yeah, no, no. I'm yeah. thinking more like Sonic and Sega doing, uh, you know. And, uh, but There's I, a lot I feel, to pull from, for sure. Like, yeah, I, I, I feel that the way we've had a comic book kind of movie golden age in the last 20 years I, eventually we're going to get the same with video games i hope so but i it's feel been, it's we're kind of bad like they, yeah not it's still going it. it was yeah. the same way with comic books before the year 2000 they, there was always some attempt at a comic book movie mm-hmm. that just never really hit and then suddenly we get you know hundreds of <laughs> great sure. comic book movies so i'm yeah, thinking i know yeah well, the metro would be a good movie i'm sure yeah. if you did it right but yeah, the, the the what makes this Metro game unique when I watch the trailer is that you have a stealth aspect to this one. So your character, because there's these these robots or droids that are on this ZDR planet you're going to with this outbreak or uh, uh, parasite or whatever, and that Sam, uh, Samus is immune to, and you uh, you you can't hardly destroy these things, so you have to hide from them. So you're traversing this side-scrolling environment, and you have to either you have a like you can cloak, but you can only cloak for so long. Or you have to be quiet. They can hear you. Mm. So, and if one comes after you and you don't have this one cannon upgrade that works for only one robot, you just have to run like hell. Mm. Um, because your your normal cannon, your sidearm cannon, does not work against these things. Okay. So, it's it's pretty unique. So, pretty cool. So, anyway. All right. I'm ready. So, yeah, let's get into our music game. Okay. So, we have another music uh, another theme for our music game today so okay. it's been a little bit since so we'll play i'll play i've got the the five songs that we usually do i'll play each one i'll talk a little bit about the song and the guys will have to guess or determine or maybe they even know what year mm. this song came and out we'll have to write it down before yep. we announce it and, and then, then yep and then whoever gets the total the the difference in the year will be their score and you want to get the lowest score so yeah uh, a dead on 
uh, guess, it's a, a deduction of two points, right? Yep, I think yeah. that's what we term. And yep. then Hector's oh. win this time will have an asterisk because Matt's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ooh. Yeah, I like the I like the song. This is a good. Uh... So this is Peaches by the Presidents of the United States. So the uh, the band members acknowledge this song actually samples a couple of guitar riffs from the Bad Company song "Feel Like Making Love." I did not know that, but when I looked at the song, but I don't know. Oh, this song's about making sweet, sweet love. No, you they uh, sampled some riffs from the Bad Company song "Feel Like Making Love" to when they made this song. Yeah, this is a tough one for me because I I feel like this probably came out earlier than when I heard it first. So it's yeah. tough. So the. The song's inspiration came from the lead singer, uh, Chris Ballew, I think is his name. Uh, actually, he was sitting under a peach tree waiting for a girl to come home so he could tell her he liked her. So that was his in- that was his inspiration to make this song. I always love where the inspiration comes from, like so- songs or even movies. You're just like, what the hell? Like, I feel like if I would be sitting under the peach tree, I'd just be like, Blank mind. <laughs> not even thinking about anything. The picture inside yeah. Ian's brain is a the tumbleweed going yeah. by. Yeah. Um, shoot. Yeah. All right. Well, I got my year. Do you you, you want to go? Uh, yeah, I'll go. All right. All right. So I'm gonna. My guess is a little bit of a shot in the dark, but um, I was a young man when this song came out, and uh, I have some memories of that era. I'm gonna go with 1993. Oh boy, I'm. Way later than that. I put 2005. Oh, boy. Yeah, you are way later than... This song was released um, in 1995. Oh, Ooh. dang. Okay. So, let's see so it puts me at plus 10 there. Yeah, that's always tricky for me. Because a lot of these songs I heard way later. And I'm like, fuck, I don't know when that came out. All right. Cool. It's a strong start. All right. We'll keep we'll keep going here and see if you guys can figure out uh, what the uh, theme is. Is it fruit? Well, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. Huh, I don't know if I know this one. I like it though. Oh. Guys this shit, this shit, the music from this era is pretty magical, man. Now, there's been many versions of this song. Oh, heard of the grapevine, okay. So, this is I Heard It Through the Grapevine by Gladys Knight and the Pips. And the reason why I chose this version was that it was actually the very first of several popular recordings of this song to actually be released. Hmm. Released as a single. All right. Uh, so shot, shot in the dark. dark yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to damage control already. <laughs> it was a Billboard hit, and then uh, of course Marvin Gaye's version came out, and it also was a huge success as well. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for shot in the dark. I say 1970. Okay. I go with 1968. Ooh. Hector was really close. 1967. Right. Shit. Yeah, so a lot of... Uh, there's several bands that did versions of the song, including Creedence Clearwater Revival. Mm-hmm. They did like an 11-minute version of oh, the yeah. song. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 11 minutes. All right, well, you have plus, uh, so plus, uh, plus 13. Three on that one, yeah. Okay. So it was plus 13. All right. Oh, boy. Uh, I can get my ass kicked so far. Let's see here. So what what made you peg that as a uh, the '60s? Um, that Motown kind of era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that, uh, just the how everything was like. They had to have been blown away by the what they were doing at that era because that sounded there was a lot going on there and it was all separated nicely. Her Chris? voice, her her voice was kind of. She seemed like a virtuoso. Who was that? Aretha Franklin or who? Gladys no, Knight. Gladys Knight and the Pimps. Yep. That was right. Mm-hmm. Like. 
they were re- that era in Motown. They were reeling in what they had. Like there's magic going on in that era. Sure, Sixties yeah. of not Motown specifically, but music recorded in the sixties. Popular music recorded in the sixties. I love whatever's in that. Whatever ambiance is is like captured in those recordings, I find amazing. So I don't know, but hmm. so mostly the production is okay. what I was going off of. All right, what do we got next there? Oh shit, son! Man, good choices this week. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure what this is. Let this one play out a little bit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> This is actually, I'll go ahead and say who it is. This is Passion Fruit by Drake. Okay. Hmm. Don't know a lot of Drake music. He's just telling people how, showing people how old I am. I'm not hip with Drake. But he's Canadian, so that's all right. Hold on, hold on, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. Is it, this is a genuine Drake song? Mm-hmm. So, hmm. this song, actually, I think has been covered at least ten or more times since right. its den- debut. It's a lot of covers. <laughs> it, this has been covered. Yeah, it's been covered several times. Okay. Which is a little. So it had to have been around enough for it to be covered by everybody. All right. 2012. Okay. 2011. This song? Maybe I shouldn't have. I misled you guys a little bit with that statement. This song was actually released on the album More Life in 2017. Oh, soon. Oh. Yeah, it looks like gained one point on it. It was there. If you look online, <laughs> people are asking, like, why is there so many covers of Passion Fruit? It got covered a bunch right after it came out. Right. Puts me at. Um, uh, so that was a plus five for you in that last one there um, yeah and then i had a plus six okay all right well shit i don't know drink oh, music. that's a yeah that's a that's a good choice though you, mm-hmm. you know to fool off mm-hmm. throw us off yeah all right i got two more songs two more here we go for some reason this one doesn't want to pull okay. but we're gonna make it mm-hmm Passion fruit, that now that is a delicious beverage and fruit. Hey guys, have you guys have been able to, to sample? Oh, yeah, I guess this guy just had some passion fruit. He's like, yeah, huh. now is this the, this is not the original? Right? No, wait, wait, it is the original, right. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm having issues with okay, that. Right. I'm going to go to a different app to pull this one up. I don't know why it's giving me troubles. Okay. All right. Let's try this again. Because it sounds like Cherry Pie. Yeah. It uh, is, Warren, yeah. yeah. By Warren G and the regular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh, that's the first time that's happened. <laughs> yeah, that's what they always <laughs> she said. Here. This is what we wanted it to play normally from the beginning. How about that? So, this is Cherry Pie by Warrant. Man, a young man in the 90s in high school when this song came out and the the album cover, it's so suggestive. So, Um, the album in which this uh, was released originally finished without this song. Right. And then half the band had to be called back to Los Angeles while playing in a charity golf tournament in Denver so hmm. they could record it. So why? Well, the record company didn't agree that the album was done. Yep. So they wanted uh, like a rock ballad or something like that to better resemble songs like Pour Some Sugar On Me and stuff like that yep. to complete the album. Now, didn't, the, he, didn't he hate this song? Yes, the guy, uh, the lead singer who's, who died uh, a little while ago from alcohol alcoholism, he regretted this song. He's like, we wrote that in fucking 
a half hour or whatever it was, an hour, and it, you know, they got mansions out of it and all kinds. Of, I mean, this is a yep. fucking this this song will fucking keep making the money for a long ass fucking time for decades to come. But uh, he just from he had aspirations of being a respected musician, and now he he's the cherry pie guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ooh, that's so sad. This song to me. One of the most overrated. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's 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 you know where it's not overrated. You know where it's perfectly rated mm-hmm. at a strip club. Ooh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying right, like yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. That yeah. I would 100 not be disappointed or surprised if this played at a strip club. Yeah. It would be exactly what was expected. This yeah. this is played at a lot of dive bars across the United States over yeah. the years. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Alright, well, I'm I'm gonna give it a go. Um, This is, I I know the decade, but I I still not great as far as one example. I put 1992. Okay. Man. Fuck it. I'm gonna go with 97. This song was released as the title track to the album in 1990. Ooh, ouch. Damn. Damn, this is a good, good. This closer now than it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Plus me at plus twenty. Okay. So that was a plus two for you and a plus seven for me. Nineteen ninety, right? Yeah. Nineteen ninety. Yeah. Yep. Okay. One more. One more. All right. Here we go. This one's gonna work correctly. I have faith in it. How about that? Oh, uh, this is a coconut rhyme. Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. Lime in the coconut. This is one of those songs I've heard of. Pac, I time. have yeah. no idea when this came yeah, out. No this could either. be. This could have came out in like 1922. For all I know, like <laughs> I've heard it my whole life. I, I, I'm pretty sure this is in the 70s. Uh, so, um, yes, this last one is "Coconut" by Harry Nielsen with two S's. If you listen to this song carefully, you'll notice him doing different voices for each of his song's characters. So there's like a narrator, the doctor, and the woman calling the doctor late with a bellyache. Ah, man, I almost went into the 80s, but... Jesus Christ. Okay, I have to just play it safe. I I got a safe safe gas because I really... Don't know 100%. Uh, okay, I, I put 1980. Okay. I'm gonna go with my birth year, 77. Okay, so this song was actually released. Our final fruit song was released in 1971. Oh no. That's a. Wow, that's a long time ago. Holy shit. And then, um, you say 70? 71. 71. So it's plus nine for me. Dang. Oh, boy. Yeah. And that's plus six for me, right? Since I guessed 77. Yeah. Um, so the final score is uh, uh, Ian who had a 20, 29. 29, and I had a 22. So we've got golf scoring. So yep. I uh, won Hexer that one. winner again. Oh, man. Again. Bravo. Do you was, you had me scared there that towards was, the end. tough. Yeah. 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 I love playing music trivia games like that. So, um yeah, hats off to Jason for picking some good. Yeah, ones on great, that one. great yeah. Uh, round of songs. Uh, one thing we didn't consider uh, is uh, we next time we play, we should probably have a um, what do you call it uh, a tiebreaker, just in case the likelihood mm-hmm. of that is probably pretty slim. Yeah, but, it could happen. Yeah, you're yeah. right. So uh, and, and it probably would have to be part of the theme. To, yeah, so, I could I could have just pulled like I don't know, Strawberry Fields Forever. Yeah, or, not, yeah oh, I guess there is yeah, a, yeah, I guess there are yeah, plenty yeah, of songs yeah. out there with uh they're the all not all pop songs are girls names. Some yeah. <laughs> Ian's favorite, Jack Johnson, Banana Pancakes. I actually like that song. Yeah, I, I, I I'm a fan of uh, both the pancakes and Jack Johnson. <laughs> there you go. See I told nice. you. You thought oh, it was man. a joke. I, yeah. D- deadpan. <laughs> where did you get I don't see where the humor came yeah. from. All right, so we all learned something about Ian today. Mm-hmm. With the uh, mind grenade music game. All right, what do you guys think? Close, that was good. Yeah, close, close this close this guy out. All right. We got anything to finish us off? Yeah, anything. Yeah, I think we got uh, a little bit of everything there. Video games, yeah. TV. I did want to mention that Jason is drinking a different juice today. He has switched his juice from his normal uh, apple juice to a different Dole product today. Mm-hmm. It's a fruit punch, fruit, fruity punch. It is. It's very fruity. It's yeah, very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dole we makes good to, juice. Yeah, we need to see if they can sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. We're kind of mm-hmm. getting to that point. 
Um, so uh, this is uh, what episode two sixty two, and um, you can find uh, a feed of the podcast on mindgradingstudios.com. You can leave us an email at mgtwenty14 at gmail.com. That's mg2014 at gmail.com. I'll have that written out in the show notes there. Uh, Jason, tell us where people can also find you and your um, your biggest fan, Matt. Where, where, where else can they find you guys? You can find us at uh, Listen Impossible, which uh, you can find at any or wherever you get your podcasts or uh, Impossible underscore pod on Twitter. Um, check it out. It's uh, it's goofy. It's, Sorry, guys. It causes phones to ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how <laughs> I've enjoyed it. I, I've listened to at least seven or eight episodes now. Okay, and uh, yeah, it's been fun. As as we're recording this one, Lucy, Lucy in the sky with dolphins is our last episode we recorded, and it is as weird as its title. So I guess it's it's uh, it, it lived <laughs> up to its name. So it's uh, intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So. Uh, yeah, uh, everyone, this has been episode 262 of the Mind Grinding Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. This has been Hector for Ian, Jason, and Taika Watiti saying so long, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Meal with school lunch. Now I spit a 16 straight with no punch. Remember all the dinner, all we ate was Captain Crunch. Now we blow big blunts on our way to brunch. Went from good fella to commissary slips. Now I got back up, man, every time I slept. Never ever quit, I just kept on pursuing. Teacher always asked me, what was I doing? Scribbled in my notebook and never did homework. Low attention spans, cause these Adderall work. Rock Tommy Hill shirts, ones with the boat. Rock poor kicks way before we even smoke. Used to have baby lungs choking when I hit it. Nowadays, face a whole seven in a sitting. Remember back then, man, we thought we grown up. Rushing at a kid just to be grown up. Yeah. Rushing at a kid just to be grown up. Yeah. Whoever thought I'd be the greatest growing up. Yeah. Whoever.